Welcome to Chad Get Signing Talks About Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm going to get high. And I'm going to talk to you, dear listener, about one of my Commander Decks. Doing this one in the middle of the day, because when you're in the middle of the apocalypse, why the fuck not? Anyway, I got a confession to make. I'm an is it mage, or at least partially. When I came back to Magic, I was very anti-blue, because they wouldn't let me do the things I wanted to do. But then I started to really like Is It. Golgari will always be my first love, but Is It, I love playing Is It. It's so fucking scumbag, but I love it. I have two Is It decks, and before recording, I rolled, <laughs> I rolled a couple of, uh, or I rolled a Star Wars. Uh, Red and blue chance cube, because that's the kind of nerd I am to decide which one I was going to talk about. And it landed on the Locust God. So before we start, today it's more Legend OG. It's way too sunny out to be doing this, but let's do it. Alright. <clears throat> the Locust God. Do I have any history on this deck? Nah, card came out, I decided to build it. And then I brought it into the store, and it crushed. It absolutely crushed, and I, I was like, oh shit, I need to take this apart. And a friend of mine was like, it, and a friend of... A friend of mine was like, it's okay to have a good deck. So then I went a little overboard, really powered it up, and then when I decided to start trying to play competitive EDH, I turned my Locust God deck into a competitive EDH deck. But it it just didn't... What was it missing? It was missing black. It was missing black. So then that got turned into a Kest Dissident Mage deck, and I turned Locust God back into a powerful casual deck. Locust God, of course, is from Hour of Devastation. Mine is a foil. I don't have the invocation because it's ugly. It's real ugly. The art on it's terrible. Apologize. Apologies to the artist, but it's bad. Locust God costs four blue red for a legendary creature god. It's a four four flying. Whenever you draw a card, you create a one one blue and red insect creature token with flying. And haste. You can pay two, a blue, and a red. Draw a card, then discard a card. And like all the Hour of Devastation gods, when the Locust God dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. This is two decks in a row where I've talked about a commander that avoids commander tax, but Locust God avoids commander tax. And therefore, much like Yuriko, safer to build around it. What's the deck going to do? Uh, draw a lot of cards and kill you with tokens. And that's pretty much it, right? What do Locust God decks do? They're not that, uh, you know. I'm aware that this deck is probably a little down the middle, Locust God-wise. Hopefully there's some cool new cards in it, but it's probably pretty down the middle. The converted mana cost, the average CMC is 2.76, and the deck is, uh, clocks in at about 600 
700 bucks. So, what do we got here? Uh, basic lands, we have 11 mountains. Seventeen islands. All of them are Hour of Devastation uh, lands, because only appropriate. And we're gonna shuffle up. So this is a wheel-based deck. Lots of lots of wheels going through the deck as much as possible. Uh, what you want to do is you want to set up your board, ramp, get a couple of pieces into play, cast Locust God. When you untap with Locust God, if you allow, if you're allowed to, then you don't want all you want to do from then on is wheel, right? Draw a bunch of cards, wheel, look at your hand. Can I win? Can I win right now? No. Great. Do I have enough mana to wheel again? Awesome. Wheel again. And basically, you just wheel until you just you just see new hands, seven cards or more, and then eventually the combination of the tokens. And what you have in your hand, you're going to be able to win. I don't have, I think I only have one or two cards in here that cost six or more. Because the Locust God costs six. And once I untap with the Locust God, I don't want to be playing six drops. I want to be drawing a bunch of cards. I want to be wheeling. I want to be powering through my deck, making tokens. I don't want to be stopping to cast a big do-nothing six drop on turn seven. Or eight. Like, it doesn't, you know, maybe uh, they're okay for recovery later on, but... With no commander tax, you can build around the Locust God. So, you don't get priced out of them very often. I mean, six is a lot. Six is a lot. And, you know, people can exile them. But, still, he's pretty resilient. Alright, would you like to cut? I would. I would like to cut. Talking to myself, and it's only like three or four days into the quarantine. Counterspell. Pretty self-explanatory. Counterspell actually is not... In this deck, you usually win with one big turn. And Counterspell isn't the best for protecting you. Just the double blue costing two mana. It's not the best to protect you when you're comboing. You know, when you're when you're, you're finishing it off. But, you know, it's obviously a great card. Rapid Hybridization. Just a way to kill creatures. Abjure. Abjure is uh, blue for an interrupt. An interrupt. Instant. Sacrifice a blue permanent counter target spell. Well, the tokens are blue permanents, and so this is a one mana counter spell in this deck most of the time, especially if it's a turn where I'm, again, like I'm trying to win, say, I got a bunch of tokens in play, I'm going for the attack. That's when they Cyclonic Rift or something, Abjure is a one mana counter anything. So, with the, at the low, low cost of one little, was it Justin Parnell column on uh, Commander Versus, one little nibbler. Simeon Spirit Guide. I will set that aside. Brainstorm. Every card I draw makes a 1-1 a one -one with haste. Fire. And uh, Brainstorm draws you three cards. So, yeah. Lightning Greaves. Locust God is important, and you want to protect it. This may not be necessary, but, you know, with enough... I don't know. I mean, it can't hurt. Again, anything below six for setting up is fine. Mana Echoes. Uh, one of the more powerful cards in the deck. Thank you, Nick. 
Red Red 2. Whenever a creature comes into play, you may add one colorless to your mana pool for each creature you control that shares a type with it. This card gets out of control fast. We're going to put that aside. We'll come back to Mana Echoes. Talisman of Creativity. Obviously, it is a deck. We're relying on artifacts for our mana ramp. Reforge the Soul. Here is our first big wheel effect. Wheel, of course, deriving from Wheel of Fortune. Uh, this deck has wheels, which are basically discard your hand, draw seven. It has wins, which is discard your hand, draw that many cards. And then it has time twisters, which is shuffle your hand uh, you know, in, in your graveyard into your library and draw seven cards. So those are the three kind of general things, and they're all in red or blue. Reforge the Soul, of course, is the miracle one that wheels a fortune for two mana. If it's on top of your deck, goes well with things like Brainstorm. And, uh, yeah, and sometimes you just get lucky, obviously. But I'll pay seven. I'll pay the five mana for it. I mean, five mana is not bad for a wheel. Uh, Memory Jar. Okay, this is the one draw seven that isn't really fit into those categories, but Memory Jar is great. Crack it. You know, draw seven cards. You get those cards back eventually but you know you, a lot of times you'll cast the memory jar it's a great turn five play in this deck because you can cast on turn five play the locust god on six and when i see mate when i say turn five i don't necessarily mean turn five i mean the turn where you have five mana in play right like turn six the theoretical turn six in this deck is whatever uh, or turn seven i guess is the main is the, the important turn that's the turn you untap with the locust god that could be turn four that could be turn 15 but the, 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 the turn that you untap with the Locust God is the most important. In Memory Jar, you can cast it for five, cast the Locust God the next turn, and you at least have a draw seven for no mana ready to go. In case someone goes to kill it, you can at least get some value out of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice on turn five. Midnight Clock, new edition. This is a blue and a two for an artifact. You can tap it for a blue. And then uh, you could pay two and a blue to put an hour counter on it. I don't plan to do that. At the beginning of each upkeep, so that's for each player in a four-player game, you put a counter on it, and then when the 12th counter is put onto it, you time twister yourself and exile this. It'll probably never go off, but in a, in a, in a long game, it's maybe not bad to have in here. Is it Signet? Chrome Mox? Throne of the God Pharaoh. Throne of the God Pharaoh is an underrated card. I know commander players are probably the only people that know it exists. It's a two-drop artifact. The begin, a legendary artifact, sorry. At the beginning of your end step, each opponent loses life equal to the number of tapped creatures you control. This is a way to, I can hit, you know, remember these things have haste. And so I make a bunch of little one ones. I hit everybody down. And then on my end step, everybody just, oh. It's a, it's a gross card. It's a really gross card in the right decks. Phyrexian Altar. While the wheels keep my hand juiced up, Phyrexian Altar is there to make sure that I can keep casting spells. You know, Say I have like 15 of these little guys in play. I play Phyrexian Altar. Now I can sack three of them to wheel again, which makes seven of them. So I net four, and I see a new hand of cards. And they keep creating mana for me. Phyrexian Altar, awesome in this deck. I think... That's not a card I've seen in a lot of other Locust God decks, but I think it's really good. Cascade Bluffs. Echo of Eons. You know, um, six mana for a Time Twister is too much, but the flashback for three mana 
in a deck where I'm running, you know, some cards that make me discard, it's it's not hard to see this, you know, just getting in my graveyard. And it's also not hard to see me casting it for six if I have to. Time Spiral. I will I will cast Time Spiral for six, but of course it then untaps all the lands. One of the best cards to untap with the Locust God. You know, I don't count this as a six drop. It's obviously just kind of a zero drop, but yeah, it's a really powerful play the turn after Locust God comes out. Swan Song. Better than Counterspell for protecting yourself in your, in your, uh, on your winning turn. Shared Animosity. One of the big win conditions, one of the cards that when you wheel, if you have it in your hand, you count up how many tokens you have and see, okay, can I win now? Shared Animosity, of course, is a, a, a two and a red for an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control attacks, it gets plus one, plus O oh until end of turn for each other attacking creature that shares a creature type with it. It's kind of a coat of arms, kind of a crater hoof. Uh, these guys have flyers and haste. It's just it does so much damage. It is it is one of the ways that you win with this deck. I mean, no, you win with the drawing a bunch of cards. Uh, shared animosity just gives you a way to finish it. Goblin bombardment, great sack outlet, and also and kind of pricey now, weirdly enough. And just a, a good way to you know you're making so many tokens. A good way to deal with problematic creatures. You're never. You're probably not going to make enough tokens to kill somebody. Although you might, and you might make enough tokens to kill somebody after you've. I, I don't know. You might. Magus of the wheel. Not my favorite wheel, but because of how slow it is. But if you can get it set out before Locust God comes out. Okay. Perforos, God of the Forge. I hate Perforos hate Perforos, but people play Perforos, and uh, I can't deny that Perforos in this deck gives me reach. Fork, just good with wheels, right? I don't always care what I'm drawing, just that I am drawing. Command Tower, Stranglehold, just all-purpose uh, way to, you know, it's not specific to the deck, it's just a good card to, you know, shut your opponents down a little bit. It's always a good card. Every red deck should probably run a Stranglehold, there's no downside to it. Stubborn Denial. Um, Locust God uh, has a power four. Chaos Warp. Castle Vantress. A lot of islands in this deck. There's no downside. Arcane Signet. Training Grounds. Now, this is a new one. I mean, it reduces it so that the Locust God's activated ability is a blue and a red, which is good. And that activated ability is always a last resort. Problem is the activated ability is kind of a last resort. Unless I have infinite mana, and I don't think this deck makes infinite mana, especially not infinite colored mana. That ability is usually a lot. Uh, you just, I don't use it much, but I don't know. I had a training grounds, and I thought I'd try it. Primal Amulet. Uh, four mana artifact, instant sorcery spells you cast cost one less. It's fine, I've cast a lot of those. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a charge counter on it. If there are three, four or more charge counters on it, you may remove those counters and transform it. It becomes a land. What's the land called? Primal Wellspring, and you uh, it taps the add a mana of any color, and then if you use it to cast an instant or sorcery, you copy it. So. Magma Quake. 
Magma Quick's great in here. Uh, red, 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 red X for an instant. It deals X damage to each creature without flying and each planeswalker. So it's a good way to clear the board that doesn't affect my guys at all. Battle him. One and a red for an instant. Add red to your mana pool for each creature you control. This is gas. This is uh, fills the same purpose as Phyrexian Altar, right? You just this is how you you know you're you're moving and you're you're you're, you're casting spells. You're making tokens. You're 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 drawing cards. And this is just a way because you're making so many tokens to just get a it's a ritual basically, right? To make you a bunch of mana and, and keep going. Jace, Wielder of Mysteries. One way this deck can win is drawing itself out. And so Jace will do that. We'll, uh, we'll make that a win condition. That's kind of a... Uh, I have that, and uh, we'll get to the Lab Maniac. They're, they're the backdoor kind of backup win condition. Oh, Laboratory Maniac was right next to it. This one is signed by Jason Felix, the artist, and also by Cameron from the Lab Maniacs. I've met him at... Uh, a so I've met him twice, actually. Um, Reliquary Tower, obviously. Mystical Tutor gets my most important cards, or at least a lot of them. You know, I mean, this is just another wheel, right? <laughs> this is just another Time Spiral, just another Wheel of Fortune. Negate, nice, simple, easy-to-cast way to protect yourself. Ponder and Opt. Uh, one blue to scry one, draw a card, and make a little guy, and just... Also, a way to dig. It's about half the deck. Um, I kind of miss. I, I, I don't miss the competitive version of this because it wasn't very good. And I could make this competitive for a lot of places, or more competitive just by you know putting in better banner rocks. Like you know putting in. A, putting in Mox Diamond and Mana Crypt or something. But it's still really powerful at a casual table. And I wouldn't, it's not a tiered competitive deck, but it's, uh, you know, it hold it, it holds its own. It probably needs more counter spells. If I really want to optimize it, I guess, it probably needs more counter spells. Maybe I, have, I might have an extra. I might have a Pact of Negation I'm not using, so maybe that should go in here. That's a good way to protect yourself when you're trying to win. Alright, let's... Right, let's go. Thran Dynamo. A little clunky, but I've got a pretty fat-ass commander that I'm trying to power out. And if I can Dynamo... Use the dynamo the next turn to help cast the Locust God. I may have a little mana left over then to to uh, to protect it or to, to do other things. Mission briefing. Just a way to recur a spell from my graveyard. Faithless looting. Drawing some cards. Also maybe discarding Echo Beyonds. Preordain. Just another cantrip. High market. High market's actually important because of the Locust God's last ability, right? Return it to your owner's hand when it dies at the beginning of the next end step. But that doesn't work with Exile. So High Market's nice to protect your... We used to use it to protect our commanders from getting tucked. But with a with a god like this, you want to be able to sacrifice it so that it doesn't get exiled so you can get it back. 
Baral, Chief of Compliance. It's just a way to, to you know, make the spells cheaper and allow me to chain together more spells and more chain together, you know, more than one spell in a turn. Reality Shift, any blue deck. Kozilek, Butcher of Truth. I've maybe cast Kozilek once in here, but Kozilek is here. If they printed an artifact that had no casting cost, that did nothing, except that you couldn't play, you couldn't do anything. However, it said when Kozilek is put in, when it when this is put in a graveyard from play, its owner shuffles his or her library into his or her graveyard. If they didn't made an artifact that did that, I wouldn't play Kozilek, and I would buy fifty of those. Kozilek is here as a shuffler. I discard it to a wheel. Everything goes back in my deck, prevents me from from decking myself sometimes. It's just a way to keep keep the deck churning. All I'm trying to do is churn through the deck and make little tokens. Soul Ring. Wheel of Fortune, the classic. Fabricate. What is this in here? I guess it's to get I mean I the most powerful I mean, we haven't got to the the most powerful artifact in the deck. Fabricate may not be the best call. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's not bad, of course. Arjun the Shifting Flame. Maybe the only other six drop in the deck. Arjun is a Sphinx. 5-5. Five, five. Whenever you cast a spell, put the cards in your hand at the bottom of your library in any order. Draw them any cards. The same as the Enchantment Mind Moil, which we'll get to. But, you know, it's just a way to, to just draw a lot of cards. Desolate, light, Desolate Lighthouse, just incidental card draw on the land in these in the right colors. Sulfur Falls, Distant Melody, 5 mana for sorcery. Choose your creature type. Draw a card for each permanent you control of that type. So it, it doubles your tokens, right? So if you have 12 insects in play, it makes you 12 more. Narset, Parter of Veils. It's kind of a bitch move. Mind Moil, same thing as Arjun. Don't care what I'm drawing. As long as I'm drawing. Time reversal, just a bad time twister for, you know, five mana. But those effects are what I'm looking for. Like Wheel of Fate. This is the suspend wheel. I don't run away to cheat it, so it pretty much is just the suspend. Um, and people see it coming. I could run like an As Foretold or a finale of whatever the red finale was. Yes, but I don't think I have enough ways to abuse it. As foretold, might not be bad in here. I think I've had it in here before, though. Firestorm. We'll get to Firestorm when we get to one of the uh, when we get to the combos. How about that? Where did I put the rest of the combo cards? Because I wanted to talk about a couple of the combos. Once I get to them, kind of the big uh, winning plays. Where the fuck did I say? Oh, I, I put I put over here. <laughs> okay, um, Firestorm goes in that pile. Yeah, Kindred Discovery also goes in that pile. Cyclonic Rift, Treasure Nabber. I don't know if he goes in here, but I love Treasure Nabber. Tolarian Winds, a blue and a, a colorless for an instant. Discard your hand that draw them any cards. So it's an instant speed windfall just for you. Whirlpool Warrior. A cool creature. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean it's two and a green, two and a blue. Sorry, 
for a 2-2 merfolk. When Whirlpool Warrior enters the battlefield, shuffle the cards from your hand into your library, then draw that many cards. So it's a winds of change. And you pay red and sacrifice the Whirlpool Warrior, and each player shuffles the hands from their hand into their graveyard. Into their hand, and then draws as many cards. So then, you know, so it's it's for, for four mana, you get two winds of change effects. Winds of change effects. Winds of change effects. Uh, Fell Warstone. Skull Clamp. Put that over here. Winds of change. Huh, it's funny. I, yeah, I guess I should have explained winds of change effects since I hadn't talked about winds of change yet. Winds of change. A red for a sorcery. Each player counts the cards in their hand, shuffles those cards in their library, and draws that many cards. That's a wind. Uh, steam vents. Hey, Narset's reversal. It's not bad. Uh, I have I run it in most blue decks in here. It's not bad. You can buy back a well. Actually, actually, the buy back and wheel doesn't work, but it's just a good spell. So the cards I set aside here, we'll, we'll look at. Um, so Kindred Discovery. When Kindred Discovery enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. It's an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control of the chosen type enters the battlefield or attacks, you draw a card. We know this card. It's a powerful commander card. It, of course, goes infinite with the Locust God. You name Insect. You make an Insect. You draw a card. That makes an Insect. But you can't really pull out of it, so it can kill you. So you have to have uh, two plans. You either have to have Jace or Lab Maniac in play. Or I guess now Thassa's Oracle. Maybe I should put one of those in here instead of the, the Lab Maniac. So you, so you have that. You already have that in play. You play Kindred Discovery. You draw a card. I should have a Sensei's Divining Top in here, by the way. I just don't have an extra one right now. They're all being used. The other way with Kindred Discovery that I like is Simeon Spirit Guide and Firestorm. Simeon Spirit Guide, of course, is remove it from your hand and uh, add a red to your mana pool. And then Firestorm is one red in an instant. Choose and discard X cards. And Firestorm deals X damage to each of X target creatures and their players. You draw all of your deck with the with the hundredth or fiftieth, whatever trigger on the stack. You exhaust Simeon Spirit Guide from your hand, and you cast Firestorm, and you discard 40, 50 cards and just hit everybody. And I don't I think it fizzles if you don't have enough targets, perhaps, but you have targets. They're your tokens. You've made all these tokens from drawing card, those cards, and so now you have the targets if you do need them. And then you just torch everybody with hopefully a counterspell in hand. And then the other kind of combo-y thing in the deck is Mana Echoes and Skull Clamp. Skull Clamp, of course, very good in here. Whenever I sacrifice a creature to it, pay one mana, I end up making two, so I net a creature and draw two cards. But with Mana Echoes, it goes infinite at sorcery speed. So if I have a token, if I have, say I have two two locusts out, I, I clamp on a skull clamp, I draw two cards, that makes two locusts. That comes into play. Whenever a creature comes into play, you may add one to your mana pool for each other creature. So that adds, the two, two of them come into play, that triggers, so that ends up making four colorless. Then I use one of that colorless to activate skull clamp on another one. So I'm down to three down to th two creatures but then i make two four they come into play that makes another 12 colorless so it gives me infinite colorless mana at a um uh, uh wait did i take out a way to use it 
<laughs> wait a minute, where's... Oh, wait, that's what I did, didn't I? Fucking Magma Quick doesn't hit players. Huh. I thought it hit players. Alright, so... But what it lets me do is draw my deck and make infinite mana. I should have something to do with that mana, shouldn't I? Because it's colorless. I guess. I mean, it just, I mean, it just draws my deck, which is nice, but... Magma Quake isn't going to do it. I mean, I still want Magma Quake, but maybe I need to add... Didn't I used to have, like, a Blue Sun Zenith or a... a burn Spell? I could run, um... Jaya's Immolating Inferno. That's actually probably what I should run. Maybe I take out... Maybe Mission Breathing. What was I thinking? I, oh, Fabricate. That's right. I don't want that. I don't need that Fabricate, I don't think. So I could run... Yeah. At least some way to use that mana. What else? Could I do... Anyway. Staff of Domination. That just lets me draw my whole deck, which is what's the combos are. Maybe I'm just... I mean, I don't... I don't need the mana, but I, I think one way to use it would be nice. You know, one solid way to use the mana would be nice. So maybe, maybe Jaya's Emoliating Inferno, because then that can kill three players. Or just a Stroke of Genius. Oh, the Blue Sun would, no, Blue Sun wouldn't be better, because I couldn't keep casting it over and over again. I'd have to have all that blue mana. I can figure it out. Once, once I get to there, I can figure it out, but... So that's the Locust God. Let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check something here. So, 99 card deck. Out to um, lab menu, that's right. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So that's 14 kind of big draw spells. So 14, uh oh, this is the part where Chad pretends he can do math. Um, 99 divided by 14. You know, it's that number. My phone. Alright, so that's about a, a wheel ever about every seven cards. A little less than every seven cards. And that's not counting the cantrips and stuff. That's just kind of the big all the wheels wins and twisters plus memory jar and Arjun and Mine Moil. So that's per seven cards. And then you add to that all the cantrips. Um listen, I know it's not it's it's not hard to make a good locust god deck. I'm not pretending like it is. The, the power's all there on the card. But it's fun. It's a fun deck. And, um... I don't, I don't know. It's it's fun. It's... It's, it's a Nekuzar deck without the... 
without the damage to people, right? I mean, the damage is done by the tokens. So it's kind of just a Nekazar deck. And I, I used to hate Nekazar decks. Maybe that was uh, naive in how mean I could be. I mean, like I said, it turns out I really like Is It. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a fun deck. Um, has a pretty good win rate, probably too good times. And it uh, definitely it's not it's not as good as my other is it deck, which is if I would have told you that at one point, I tell you were crazy. But it's not as broken as my other is it deck. My other is it deck doesn't lose very often, and it wins in a far less interactive way. I'll talk about that. The Chance Cube decided that I would talk about the Locust God because I wanted to talk about Is It and Is It Deck. And this is this is fun. Of course it is. Stay safe. Stay the fuck away from people. Wash your hands. Um, what do they say? Flatten the curve. And we'll see where we are. Hopefully I can get another one of these out at some point, hopefully with a guest star or two. Have a good one.